I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, April 11, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So the bantering back and forth continues. I'm going to start with something just to put the market in perspective. It's Thursday. Tomorrow's the close of the week. We have bank earnings that really gets earnings season underway. We'll talk more about that as the video goes along as well. But what I want to point out is something interesting. Just for a second, I want to bring up a different chart looking a different way just to point something out or really to make a point. Here's a pretty clean chart of the SPY. It's a 10-minute chart. The horizontal trend line you see at the bottom, 286.70. That's the low of the week. What's the high of the week? Right above the high here, 288.91. Here's an hourly chart where you can see the high of the week and the low of the week. The entire week, the market has done nothing. Here's the daily chart, nice and clean. That's the entire range for the entire week, Monday through Thursday. Using round numbers, it's about $2 in the SPY, about 20, 22 handles in the S&P 500. That's basically the intro week range. So I bring that up for two reasons. There's really two points I want to make. A, inside the numbers traders haven't had many trades this week. I get that. I haven't had many trades this week. When the market isn't moving and when it's as quiet as it is, if the indices are not moving, the individual stocks that make up the indices are not moving. That's why the trades have been few and far between. It just is what it is. We don't want to invent trades. We certainly don't want to force the issue. That's a good way to lose money. When you invent trades like, hey, I'll get in this for whatever reason you make up in the back of your mind, and then you end up losing money, you realize that all it was was a guess and a hope. We don't trade on hopium. The second reason why I wanted to bring up the intra-week range is because what's the market doing? It's bantering back and forth has not been rejected from these highs. I think that's extremely important. I keep bringing it up over and over and over again. We're back on our normal daily chart. The reason I keep bringing it up again is because if we were going to be rejected from these price levels, from this overhead resistance, if it was going to be overhead resistance, right now, it's overhead resistance, but we haven't been rejected. It's overhead resistance because we haven't gone any higher. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But isn't the market just bantering back and forth going sideways to make another push higher? Isn't that normal garden variety market behavior? That's the way markets work. Can it fail? Of course it can fail. The market is going to turn down. It's a matter of from where and exactly when. Is it going to be tomorrow morning Or is it going to be from $292 in the SPY? We don't know exactly where. We don't know exactly when, meaning to the day and time. However, we know that we're in the zone right now. We're in the zone in time and we're in the zone in price. We're looking for a top. 
How do we find one? We use the signs and a signal of a trend change that are all taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Those are just some of the things that are taught in the course. There is a whole litany of information, bucketfuls of information that traders are taking advantage of every single day. Net-net, where are we in the SPY? Has anything changed? Well, I just showed you how narrow the range has been all week long. So the answer is, and it becomes an obvious and common sense related answer is, nothing changed. There's absolutely nothing new that we can talk about that hasn't already been said as it relates to the SPY. What's going on over in Camp IWM, my favorite market leading indicator? Well, you'll see that we stayed above the 200 period moving average on the daily chart. So now we're above all the moving averages. That's a positive, but we're not in the same position. Nothing has changed. The IWM was down a little bit today, one quarter of 1%. And as a comparison, the SPY was basically flat. The S&P 500, the cash index, was actually up 011 meaning one-tenth of 1% or a little more than that. It's just a rounding error. We can't make anything of that. So the IWM being down 37 cents is also the same rounding error. What I find interesting is, and I'm going to take this down to a different chart. Look what's going on here from an hourly chart perspective. 156.81. We put this number on the board quite some time ago. Maybe it's 156.80, maybe it's 156.85. Doesn't really make any difference. The point here is we're testing that price level. Here's a low of 156.81. That's ironic. That's probably an accident. Here's another one. Here's a low of 156.82. Here's a low of 156.88. Here's a low of 156.88. So you can see the importance of this general price area. We're above the moving averages. This IWM hourly chart remains in an uptrend. Traders that have taken the course will take note of the position of the IWM on the chart as it relates to the clock, time and price. When time matches up with price, you generally have a trade on your hands. That's one of those things that's taught in detail in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Some of you might laugh, but it's information that you wish you knew a long time ago. Any real material change in the IWM? No, we're in the same position. When you look at the daily chart, the question is, are we going to break out to new recent highs and keep going? Or will this be overhead resistance at the same time the S&P 500 gets to its final destination if it's going to be a final destination? We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds over the next few days. Tomorrow begins earnings season. We mentioned that before. I want to circle back to that. The banks really start earnings season, and a couple of the big ones get going tomorrow morning, Friday morning. Starting next week, you get a lot of earnings coming out before the opening bell. You get a lot of earnings coming out after the market closes. This is where Inside the Numbers comes in extremely handy. Not only do we have stocks on the move, but we also have the morning gap trades. So the fact that we're getting into earnings season, the market's due for a turn. We know things are going to get wild and woolly. It's a feeding frenzy, and more often than not, it ends up being a gap trading bonanza. So as a result, I am extremely excited and looking forward to earnings season right now. Net-net, no change in the IWM. We know all the information. 
And by the way, can the market make a big move when the banks report their earnings tomorrow morning before the opening bell? In either direction. And the answer is, of course it can. The market's looking for an excuse. Think about it for a second. We just bantered back and forth for four days in the same area, inside of roughly a 20-point S&P range, all week long. The S&P is looking for an excuse to break out of that range. Is it going to break out to the downside? Is it going to break out to the upside? We know the numbers. The bogeys are the same. Go back to last night's video. Everything stays the same. The market didn't go anywhere today, so nothing has to change. What do we find when we check out the transportation department? What we find is a market that all of a sudden is sneaking to the upside. The transports were up about 90 points today. Nobody was looking. So what's this chart doing? So what you see happening here is we have this move to the upside. Then we bantered back and forth in a very tight range developing a bull flag pattern. It appears we're breaking out of that bull flag pattern to the north side headed towards that gap. How high will we go? Don't be misled by what I drew here. I'm not suggesting we do that to have a symmetrical version of that bull flag pattern. However, what I am suggesting is that we're headed to fill the gap at 10,850.44. We've been discussing the fact that this chart, among others, there's nothing wrong with it. It's bullish. It's in an uptrend. It's above all the moving averages. There's nothing technically wrong with this chart. Doesn't mean the market won't turn a week from next Tuesday, but today, and that's what we're concerned with today, calling balls and strikes in today's game. Today, there's nothing wrong with this chart. High-tech stuff, triple Qs, no change. Again, a rounding error, down 34 cents. There's nothing we're going to do with that information. It almost appears, just like we wait for the Fed to make their announcement, we're waiting for the banks to release their earnings. That's what more and more traders begin to say. Therefore, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once the banks report earnings, the market will begin to make a move. Traders will think that's the move in development, whether it's up or down. They'll end up hopping on board, driving price further in that direction. And there you have the self-fulfilling prophecy. Net-net, no change in the queues. How about the financials? It's important to look at the financial sector for all the reasons that we always discuss, including A, where interest rates are, what's going to happen to the financials, the bank earnings are coming up tomorrow, what are they going to report, is it going to be blamed on the inverted yield curve, all that stuff comes into the equation, it's all part and parcel to the story. Since the banks are reporting earnings, let's look at this one a little deeper. Let's start in a compressed short-term intraday time frame and go from there. So here's a 10-minute chart, and all you see here is a gap up, a retest, a filling of the gap, and here we are just trading above the moving averages. There's nothing on this chart that we can really get any information from. It's just a starting point. When we move over to the hourly chart, you can see that we're above all the moving averages. There's nothing technically wrong with this chart. It looks like we made a move higher, we had a gap higher, and we've basically been going sideways but with an upward tint to it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to the hourly chart tomorrow when the market opens after the banks report their earnings. Do we drop down below these moving averages or 
Do we continue higher? Do we gap higher? Are we having trouble getting through a certain area? How do we do that? When we have trouble getting through a certain area, what happens is it's likely the market gaps above or below that particular area, whether it's overhead resistance or support underneath, it's easiest for the market to pull off a gap and go as opposed to trying to work their way and creep through or sneak through a certain price area. What's doing over at the 120-minute chart? Well, looks good, still looks very good, similar to the hourly chart. We're basically going sideways above the 20-period moving average and well above the other moving averages, which are converging, and the 50 is starting to point up and cross over the other moving averages. Whether it ever does or not, we'll see later, but that's all bullish behavior. That's a way to read a chart in a bullish manner. You wouldn't read this chart and say, boy, that looks bearish. There's nothing on this chart today from a two-hour perspective that looks bearish. The way I have to look at this is we've moved higher, and we're basically putting in the same flag pattern that we just discussed before. Now, these patterns have risk, meaning the market can come down and still leave a bullish pattern intact. That's the risk of buying a flag pattern in development. But nevertheless, there's nothing technically wrong or negative with this XLF two-hour chart. How about a 240-minute chart? What do we have here? Well, this is interesting. This all of a sudden changes things a little bit because the picture becomes clear. Here's what we know. Today's high will be important. It's at 26.75. Today's high, you'll see this is the candle ending 13.30. This is a 240-minute chart. Now, traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader will see two things. They'll see a market in an uptrend. However, they'll see a chart pattern that's also beginning to tell a different story. We begin to see some conflicting information, but we have to take all of it in and use it in any way we see fit. So here's what I'm going to say about this 240-minute chart. Right now, I'm aware the banks will begin reporting earnings Friday morning. That's going to move the entire sector. The XLF is going to move. So it's either likely going to gap above the high that we just looked at, or it's going to drop down toward these moving averages. And I have news for you. If it drops down toward the moving averages, it doesn't turn the chart that you're looking at bearish until and unless it begins to get below the moving averages. And the ones I'm looking at specifically would be at about 26.20 and below. So that's what I see on the XLF 240 chart. It's in an uptrend. Technically, there's nothing wrong. But it will be subject to a spark Friday morning from the earnings announcements. Here's where the rubber begins to meet the road. We have an important high right here. You can see it comes in at $27.10. What's going to happen tomorrow? Is this going to be a failure and we go back down? Doesn't mean the bullish pattern that's developing here above these moving averages is broken until and unless we come down significantly more. But we can also, on the flip side, gap higher even gap above all this stuff and keep going. That would be bullish for the financials. That would be bullish for everything across the market. We don't know which case or if either case is going to take place. I'm just calling balls and strikes.
it's more likely than not that the market will follow whatever the reaction to the financials earnings releases is in the morning. SMH, same routine, no change, nothing wrong, not going to do the whole thing over again. I'll spare you the rhetoric. And you know what, folks? With that, since the market was as quiet as it was today and really all week, I will use that as an opportunity to give it an early wrap tonight. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.